So now I'm very, we're very far away from the mic. So we'll, we'll have to project a little bit. I can project. Yeah, I, I fucking know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so uh, sorry. This actually looks pretty good. That, um, that one is me laughing when I leaned into the mic and I immediately was like, I need to get away from the mic so I don't do that again. How about we stop this and play it back so we know what it sounds like? No? You just wanna you wanna you wanna you wanna play don't speakers. Oh, so we're just gonna have to play fast and loose. And... I just use my, my earbuds and I could stop it and go get my earbuds and plug it in, but also fuck it. We're just gonna play we're gonna play fastball. Yeah, this is fun. That looks fun. Alright. And we don't have to sync? No. I'll use this as the sink or that one. That one. Where are you going to sink it to? My heart? <laughs> your, your... My human heart. Welcome to a very special episode of Direct to Video. VHS? We're going to talk to you about drugs. Oh, no. This is that. <laughs> this is the episode of uh, what, Kids in the Hall? Was that the show that did that? Or Saved by the Bell? I think it was Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. I think there were actually a lot of TV shows that did that. I think Isabella Bell was the worst one that oh, did man. it, where it was like literally just a random character that had never been in the show before would come in. Shows up, tries to sell him drugs, and then everybody like turned to the camera and talked about how drugs were bad. Mm -hmm. And then that character would walk off screen and never be seen again, like uh, the Fonz's brother. Was that a thing that happened with the Fonz? On Happy Days, yeah. See, I don't, I haven't watched a lot of old sitcoms. I haven't either. It's just like... I listen to a lot of podcasts that are hosted by people who are in their 40s. Okay, sure. This tracks. <laughs> so, 100%. Um, a podcast where we pair movies like Fine Wine, but not this time. No, this time we only have one movie. And we're going we're gonna to talk about we're gonna talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about animation. We're going to talk about being in the same room as each other and how... How weird it is. I can't, weird. I, 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 I can't, can't look, look at you. you. <laughs> I can't look at you because then I feel like it's inauthentic. I was like, I mugged a little toward the camera right there. I was I'm like, gonna, mm -hmm. I'm going to turn so that I'm... Because I, I can't be talking I to you, right? I am sincerely worried that if we turn to each other, we will not be projecting at the, the microphone. microphone. My, yeah, my problem is, is we're not... It's harder when we're both in the same room to remember that we're not talking to each other we're performing to mm. the mic so we need to i'll keep that in mind i'm on a stage and i'm performing to the mic but also on a couch that's a nice couch it's a very nice couch this very couch comfortable has not gotten used very often. the lion king the lion king 2019 it came out as of this recording yesterday on the 19th directed by jean favreau uh, who has who directed the last episode's jungle book who directed iron man and iron man 2 wow we really just you don't know this. We talked about Iron Man on the drive here, and we talked about the Jungle Book like, like, like last week, like, like last, a week ago. Like a week ago. So like we've been really on this. Guy. We we have been in John Favreau's world. He also directed and starred in Chef. He's the <laughs> he plays Happy actually in the Marvel universe. I realized as I started coughing that I couldn't just mute me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like mute. Oh wait. You want to just get into it? I so so this movie pretty much beat for beat is is a remake of the original yep. 1993. Four, I think. Was it four? I... I always get it wrong. I'm always over or under. I want to open up the IMDb for this new one while you open up the. Man, we could have done a bit more prep on this, can't we? So it, it, it is a beat for beat remake, and it's clear from the beginning that's what it's going to be. Yeah, it, it's not. 
with these remakes, it's always a difficult thing for me because I want to give it, I want to give it a fair chance, but it's harder when it's just when it's not. It's not really its own thing. It's not really its own thing, but at the same time, it's definitely different from the original. It's got it. It, it puts some some twists on, it and, and the performances are different enough that the interpretation of the characters is not the same. There were parts of those performances I really liked and parts that, that I didn't. Yeah. yeah. No, they rubbed me the wrong way. Um, well, I mean, there, let's talk about one thing in the movie that was completely static. Mufasa, who is still played by James Earl Jones. Right, exactly the same character. Exactly. Basically delivering lines exactly the same. It, to the point where it jarred me if he didn't. Yeah. Where I was like, wait, there are a couple, he says that? There, yeah, there were a couple of moments when he said it, when he says something differently and I'm like, hmm. All right, yeah, I got you. Yeah, all right, James, do it. Put some spin on it. You know what? It's been twenty years. <laughs> Go for it, man. Like, what your heart's desire? Yeah. Um, the I wanted to mention this. The movie opened on a two D castle. Which this was it was the same one as the Jungle Book one. Did you realize that? I think it's slightly different. Is it? It felt like it, the same it, one. It looks very similar. I wondered if they. Instead of doing exactly the same, just redid that again. Because I thought the Jungle Book one was a 3D castle. No, no, it was all 2D animated. Yeah. It was all 2D animated. At any point, it looks really good. I was... It was John Favreau again, so that makes sense. So I I guess I'm thinking that... We were just talking about how they never do that. And I how, was just listening well, so, to us talk about how they'd never do that. So, so, the, but this is the second time, right? John Favreau directed the Jungle Book. And so I'm guessing he just, he requested again, like, no, I want that 2D intro. Right. And you know what? Yeah, that it looks so much better than the 3D so ones. Good. It. I don't even. I want to make this clear. I don't even dislike the 3D. Ones. No, they're fine. I like the panning shot. They're great. And I like the. I, I. I like the the castle, and I like that it's more in depth than the one I had as a kid. Yeah. Which was just kind of a static blue image. Blue on blue. Yeah, it was. Which it was like a light blue on blue. The Buena yeah. Vista. Pick, that was the Buena Vista logo. It's. But this 2D one's so much better. It's so fucking pretty, and you can like you can like see the paint, right? Like it's that's one of the things I love about it is it's because it's so high def. Mm-hmm. You can see the the like almost see the strokes of the people of the of the paint on this thing. It's awesome, and I want more 2D animation. Well, let's let's talk about this because I think it's gonna be this is the thing that everyone talks about: 3D animation versus 2D animation. I think 3D animation can be good. Hyper realistic 3D animation though is always kind of a, a shot in the dark, right? You're gonna get a little bit of uncanny valley. I thought there was, um, and I'll, I'll mention this just so I don't keep harping on it. This movie looks beautiful. Got fucking gorgeous. Planet Earth levels of yeah, quality. Yeah, yeah. It, it it looks like a nature documentary when the animals talk. Child Simba and Timon were the worst. Yeah, they were the biggest uncanny valley stuff. Whenever Simba talked, I was like, that that that's just a cat. And it can't do that. And there was like a part of me that was like, but it didn't matter when the lions did it. The lions look fine talking. Yeah. For some reason, the little cat talking like messed me up. I think, I think they just, think they pushed it. They pushed, I think what they did is they pushed the face a bit too much when yeah. he was emoting, but not enough. And that's that's the thing, right? Is when you're doing something like this, where you have hyper realistic lions and shit mm-hmm. walking around, you can only push the facial muscles so much before it's like, well, an animal can't move like that. Yeah, they can't emote the way humans do. And for the most part, the movie is able to get away with pushing the the faces around enough that you get kind of the gist of the emotion and then the vocal performance and the physical actions of the animal do a lot yeah. a lot to really push that 
but for Child Simba and for Timon, I think more so. I think Timon is, I think, worse than Child Simba. Timon was was kind of worse because he was always sort of the center of his own scenes. Yeah. There is a part, there's a two parts in this movie where Timon just really gets his face up on the camera while he's talking, and I didn't like that. People, I've seen online a lot of people really hating the Pumbaa design, but I didn't think it was that bad. I no, can understand I, not I, liking it because he looks like a weird pig. Well, he looks like a warhog. But he's supposed to look like a weird pig, that's what they look like. He's a, <laughs> Yeah, warhogs are fucking disgusting creatures. Um, uh, but, but like, but when he, he moved his mouth, that was fine. Everything, everything was... I like the interplay between... Timon and Pumbaa in this movie, they felt a lot more like a couple in this one, where yeah. they're like talking over each other and. See, I'm not sure if it's because I had a problem with the way Timon looked. I probably. Or what? Be, but I had the issue. It felt like Timon was like super dialed up to eleven of what I remember Timon to be. I haven't seen that movie since I think the last time we talked about it. So it's like. You know how Timon would always like take credit for Pumbaa's ideas and stuff. Yeah, he does it like thirteen times in this movie. There's no, there's one time where he just put a twist on it, and he says that he's not afraid to admit when Pumbaa's wrong. Right. I thought that was hilarious. That was good. It's a good line. Um, but it had more setup than I think it needed. It's, yeah. It's my issue. <laughs> um, no, no, he definitely uh, kind of, kind of a jerk. But, but at the same time, he's not like he's endearing. I just think that the other version was more endearing. Well, and I, well, the the other version is... has the benefit of like when Timon talks in that version, he talks and moves like a human being. Yeah, that, that's that's the other thing. Timon is pretty much the only one I'm gonna say that is. I I was very surprised. I quite enjoyed this movie. I did too. I was waiting to not. In fact, do you know the bit I hated most? I was convinced I was going to hate this movie because I hated the opening scene. It's not great. It was shot for shot the original scene. Definitely. To the point where it looked like animals were making marks. Like they were making their marks like an actor does. They were like walking up to where they're supposed to do, go. Do stop, the thing. And then like do like run or jump or whatever they were supposed to do. It's crazy because this is all CG animated, but the, the thing that I had in my head was there is a person off screen holding like a snack or something and Putting it low to the ground yes. so that they bow and then throwing it up in the air so that they go up. Specifically, what specifically got me really bad was the cheetah in the beginning of the Circle of Life. Yeah. Who's just like walking, he like walks up a log, right? He moves too fast and then stops so quickly. It's like, oh, he was supposed to get up that log. That's the part of the movie that happens now. And I was real worried that the rest of the movie was going to be. Like was going to be a shot for shot remake, in, yeah. which is not. I don't know if you've seen the original Psycho directed by Alfred Hitchcock. I have only seen the original Psycho. Okay, but you haven't seen the 19... I think 19... No, it was a 1990 remake of Psycho is shot for shot. Literally shot for shot. That's a remake. weird. But, but the director doesn't fully understand... Like he, he just like, this person goes here, this person goes here, and this person has to walk this way and do this thing this way. Because that's how the original movie did it. Right. But without taking into account why... Like the, why the movie did it that way, and kind of the limitations of the medium at the time the movie was made. Like, like this is a person who, if you're gonna remake something shot for shot, you you kind of in effect you you've proven your lack of ne- of need to exist. If that makes sense, because <laughs> because if I wanted to see the original, I'd watch the original. You have proven your lack of need to exist. Because like, because and that's and that's uh, but the, you're right. No, and that's the thing is is like. There are moments in this movie where it does a shot, and I think 
that's the shot from the original. And every time they did that, I, it's like, but then but why, why do why this Why am thing? I watching this? Why am I watching this if I can right. go watch I the original? I can go watch the original. But they, a quite good movie, movie. But I believe we've agreed yeah, in previous but, episodes. But, but they always, other than that introduction, they always managed to do something with it that was different. They would do this thing where they would start the shot. Like the frame one of the new shot is like... It's the old shot. It's the old shot. And you're like, whoa. But then they like move the camera... In a way that you cannot move a camera in an old 2D movie. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, oh man, that's awesome. Because now you're, you're getting like a new perspective of what's happening. But the introduction is just, it's just a, it's just pan. It's just, it's like, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a pan. It's exactly the same. It's a stationary. It's, it's why? What? Well, that's the thing. I didn't even think about that. The, the, the fact that it's just a pan shot really takes you out of it when it's live action. Yeah, part of the reason why 2D animation did a lot of panning shots is because the uh, the parallax effect really made 2D animation pop. But it doesn't when it's three not. when it's 3D. Huh? Didn't when it's 3D, you can't. That. Yeah, you can't really exaggerate that parallax, so it's just kind of boring. But and kind of the the benefit of 3D, the the whole reason we started doing it as animation is if you go back to, even if you go back to Beauty and the Beast when they did the ballroom in 3D, so that you could do more complex crane shots, pans and zooms pulls mm-hmm. that's actually i don't even know if that's a good example though because they did that in the original beauty and the beast yeah but that's 3d right okay fine but it was a classically animated movie as yeah no exactly but the reason they did 3d is because you can't like to classically animate that entire shot uh would have taken manpower equivalent to making the rest of the movie how would you yeah how would you make them move and then make the entire scene move at the same time the three and the the thing is the three the 3d uh, the 3d lets you kind of i don't want to say cheat but it lets you get around that because it is there right and then and then all you have to worry about is that is the is the in in my opinion the only really important part of the shot which is beauty and beast dancing so we talked a bit about animation we talked about the beginning of the movie. We mentioned the um, Uncanny Valley stuff. Talked about Mufasa. You want to go like character by character? I'm trying to think of the best way because we usually just go through the movie. But, but we've, we've talked about, about this, this movie. movie. And also, Technically we've talked about it twice, but only one of those made it to feature. We still lost episode. We, we talked about... Because <laughs> yep, we, we definitely... Well, because the, okay, the Lion so, King one and a half is basically the plot of the Lion King, Lion King but then two, other stuff happening. We didn't really talk about the Lion King, but we did do Lion King one and a half twice. And I think there's at least one DVD extras where you just straight up talk about the Lion King. Yeah, because you want yeah, to see I went the, to play. the live play. Okay. Um, so yeah, we've talked about the Lion King plot a lot. A lot. Um, let's let's. I want to go character by character, but let's go. Let's kind of start minor, go major. Okay. That makes sense. So let's talk about. We've talked about Timon and Pumbaa. Well, Pumbaa. We, let's talk about Pumbaa. His performance. That's Seth Rogen. Who, when I mentioned that, you were I not happy really about upset. it. Yeah. You were, and which Seth Rogen has a, a history of making dumb. Yeah, Seth Rogen does a lot of like dumb comedies. I remember the one movie with him in it that I kind of liked was like Green Hornet, and it wasn't even that it was good. No, that movie's not good. It was just like I think I was at the right age where I sort of enjoyed it. Um, it, it it definitely was one of those when I watched it when I was a kid I knew it wasn't good but also I kind of just appreciated having a dumb kung fu action movie. It was um but he was his performance was good. He was a he was a good Pumbaa. I I found found myself thinking, you know, Pumbaa's been played by the same guy since ever. He's one of the Disney characters who they always get him back, I assume cuz he'll always come back. That tripped me up a little bit, but 
whatever. He he was good. The best part of Timon and Pumbaa, though, is that they kind of have the best song in the new movie. They sing um, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, and they, like, really jam. They, they, there's a moment when that song starts. Oh, wait, that's not even true. The best song in the new movie is, is still... Um, Hakuna Matata? No, I was going to say Can You Feel the Love Tonight. I that's thought their the version same. of Hakuna Matata was a candy. It was fine. Yeah. But Can You Feel the Love Tonight, that was a good, that was like a good cover of that definitely, song. Definitely, definitely. Um, the cover. Yeah, this, I, I, this I, is a good cover of the original Lion King. I, it's kind of what it is. Right? It's kind is of that, a good cover you know, of the original Lion thinking King. Thinking about it like that makes me like it more. Thinking about it as, as kind of a, a new band trying to do a right. spin on an old song makes me feel better about it. Because, because, and I know we we're supposed to not talk about animation anymore, but it, it is, people are always, are always like, well, why, why do, uh, this is something I see, and this does fucking irk me every time I see this on Twitter or Tumblr or whatever social media I happen to be on. It's Twitter or Tumblr, there's only two. Right. Which people will post like a frame of the classically animated film and the new one, and they'll say, do we really think this one looks better than the old one? It's like, nope. Okay, first of all, no one's saying that. I don't think anybody is saying 3D animation is more beautiful than old. In fact, I think kind of contrary to that, every time a movie comes out that has CGI in it, people complain about it. Yeah, my issue though, I, I can understand where they're coming from, even though they're not saying the right thing. Disney is not making, making 2D, 2D animated, and 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 that's and like except for TV. And do you know what? I watched one of the 2D animated TV shows. It made me cry. It's a very excellent Phineas and show. Ferb. No, it's called <laughs> Amphibia. I don't know anything about 2D animation. It's like... Show, 2D it's animated like shows. over the garden wall. But... The Little Mermaid. Gravity Falls. Those are the both very similar shows. Well, it's like... That's like it's two... Like, it's, it's about a girl who goes to another world, and in the world she ends up in a town, and the town is full of crazy people and monsters. So it's like over the garden wall and Gravity Falls. Except instead of about growing up, it's about toxic friendships. Okay. It's really oh, and about there and there are subtexts about being adopted and subtexts about being Thai. And I would say subtexts about just being like a little bit different because your family's different than the, the rest of the family. Then, yeah. Um, That's interesting. I'll have to check good. it out. It it's, sounds awesome. It's really excellent. The no, point the point is Is that there's no two D no feature 2D films. Yeah. Feature films specifically. And and even then I, like I'm trying to think when the last time a 2D feature film premiered on the big screen, and it had to have been Winnie the Pooh. I think it was Winnie the Pooh, and that's, that's at least the last one we talked. And about. that was eight years ago, almost a decade. And it's like, that was and, a and real I, bummer. And I think it, it's more jarring when they're doing these live action in quotes. Yeah, these 3D animated remakes of these old 2D classics. It's more jarring when you realize. That they haven't put out a classically animated film in so goddamn long. I wouldn't have so much of a problem with these movies if they were also still doing classically animated movies. On the side. Yes. Or, or not on the side, but you know, <laughs> in addition side. to. It seems like it doesn't take that long to crank out a live action remake. Because they did release like five this year. Well, Aladdin and this movie have both been in production for almost four years. And oh, this right. movie... This movie in prediction. This movie in particular Actually, was in pre-production. Yes, was for another. Was it? This movie was in pre-production for like two years. They're gonna. We we saw a trailer from Milan now. Oh, that movie looks badass. It looks very good. That movie and looks it's, fucking it's awesome. The only Disney movie I can think of that I feel like there wouldn't be very much of a hiccup 
between turning it from 2D to 3D because it's about a person. And it's, not... it's not really like Aladdin, everybody's like, why does Will Smith look so fucking gross as the genie? And like, yeah, I get I, it. I, okay, but I will say this, right, is, the, and I'm thinking that this is because, that there was a, an original cut of this trailer that was changed because yeah, there's no Eddie. He doesn't look there's, that bad. There's actually. no, there's no, fuck is Eddie Murphy's name in that movie? There's no Mushu. There's no Mushu in the trailer. I'm and very I, concerned about it. And I bet there was. And somebody I'm... and after the Aladdin trailer came out with the with the not not finished with the not finished this genie not Will finished Smith, genie. somebody was like, "Hey, this Mushu is also not finished. What if we just take Don't out the Mushu me. parts and just make a really short teaser?" And a Disney exec was like, "All right, yeah, let's do it." That looks really good. It looks good though. It does look I'm, good. I want to see this girl stab some people. I want to. I want. Do want Mushu to return? This, this I'm is worried that he's just not going. I don't know if it's still Eddie Murphy. That would really. I would hope so. Actually. I would really hope it's still Eddie Murphy because he's he's still alive. That's like, jeez, dude. Yes. He hasn't done anything that's, in like a hot. He hasn't done anything since Haunted Mansion, but like he's still around. That's. Um, he's definitely done stuff since Haunted Mansion. Okay, but like. Haunted Mansion is anyway, something that somebody cared about. <laughs> that's one of my favorite Eddie Murphy roles. It's, it's not he, he gets to ham it up and it's not he, he doesn't like break the movie no it's which is which which is your worry and, and stuff like that. it's not to get a little bit back on no track, no no yeah mulan is the one disney movie that i could really see turning to 3d and they're like not being not only that much backlash but also like we won't have to talk about uncanny valley Here, if we watch mulan here's something that's interesting is why doesn't any, why didn't anybody have this conversation about christopher robin I don't know. I guess because there's so many Winnie the Pooh movies. But that's... It's not that they're remaking one thing. It's that the Winnie the Pooh and it, has it, been remade a million times. And it is kind of its own story, right? Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess that's part of... But still, like, nobody... People were talking about how weird Tigger looked. I think he looks great, because that's, that's what the stuffed animal does look like. And he looks cute. I was a person who grew up reading the original A.A. A. Milne novels, as well as the animated tv show where so where they're drawn more like stuffed animals. like actual stuffed animals because yeah the show kind of adds like you know the show adds the red shirt to poo and made tigger look the way tigger does so when i saw how tigger looked in the christopher robin i was like oh that that's that's like the classically an- illustrated book and i really like that yeah um and also the the original winnie the pooh shorts i think stick to that pretty closely although they still do add the red shirt to Pooh. There's a point in the movie where Ewan McGregor is standing over Pooh. I have the higher ground. If we can pivot. He's never going to live that down, is he? <laughs> He's gonna, I feel like every movie Ewan McGregor is in, people are going to make that joke. If we can get back to Lion King. I can't think of a good... There's no way to... There, there is. There's, well, there's talk about Darth Uncanny Vader's, Valley. There's, well, I was going to say Darth James Vader. James Earl Jones. We already talked about Darth Vader just reaches out and puts his hand on Leia's face. Remember who you are. Ugh. Again, it's Rafiki that does that, but I always I, I find Rafiki did a lot of touching in this movie, which is great. I mean, he's allowed to; he's got opposable thumbs. He's a little hands. He can touch things. It's like they wanted him to touch everything because they couldn't make everybody else do it anymore. Let's talk about Rafiki, okay? Um, because Rafiki for this whole movie is 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 portrayed more like crazy magician, right? Like That's the crazy right. magician of the court, which we talked about is his role. Yes. He's Merlin. yeah. He sees a Merlin. He spends most of this movie being at his tree and muttering in uh, I think it's Osa, okay. which I tried to pronounce as correctly as possible. 
I genuinely hope you did because I can't uh, correct you. So, <laughs> um, but it, it's it's the language I believe that is spoken by um, uh, Black Panther and Black Panther's father. Okay, it's that, it, 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 and I believe he spends most of this movie either speaking that dialect or at least something that is close to it. But he mutters a lot, and yes. and, it, and but he's very much this like crazy old man, mm-hmm. so he doesn't do much. And like like in the original movie. Yeah, yeah, he he doesn't show up until the third act. Until the third act, which... I want to talk about something in the second act, though. That was a much smaller scene in the original movie Mm -hmm. that they really milked. In this one. Which was... Uh, The painting, the... Was it painting Simba's face onto the tree? No, that was... I actually liked how they did that. Me too, it was really cool. it It was a bunch of bugs that he sort of arranged... In Simba's face, and then blue dust, dust, I guess, like a kind paint. Of paint dust on, and then it showed up. No, I was going to talk about the hair that floats away from. Simba. Oh my god, that scene! La- that was like that was the as soon as that started, I was like, man, this really is like just Planet Earth. This is straight up like I expected Planet Earth the the words to pop up. So the hair goes. It fo- it goes down a river. It goes down a river. A bird picks it up. The bird puts it in the nest. And then it's the mama bird, the mama bird's like, "Fuck this shit. This isn't good enough for my nest." It lands on a leaf. A giraffe eats, eats the it, leaf. Poops. We don't see it poop it out, but we see a dung beetle. I, I legit. As soon as the giraffe ate, I'm like, "That giraffe's gonna poop it out." But how are they gonna? How are we gonna get to that in a way that isn't distasteful in this kid's movie? Dung beetle. Dung beetle. Which I do I'm love. Dung beetles. Not certain that you can't digest hair. I don't think you can. Okay, so. Uh, the dung beetle pushes it along. The the dung breaks. But don't ask me how I know that. I wasn't going to. <laughs> um, man, uh, this dung beetle fucks up real bad, though. Yeah, the du- you're, it's not supposed to break. Can we talk about our our I silent really heroes, the dung beetle? Need to get to the end of the journey of this hair. Please? But I really want to talk about. Okay, just real quick, dung beetles. Like they just they just go around rolling shit into balls yeah that's fucking awesome they're great they're why like... why do that is there a reason i don't know yeah but it's cool I, mean, but I they think do. they eat it and they lay eggs in it they, they literally it pol- they literally polish turds yeah good on them all right i'm done it's kind of a shame we don't have them around here i think they'd be neat i feel like dung beetles deserve to be in every part of the planet where there's dung Kudos to the guy who named them, not calling them shit beetles or poop beetles. Really, shit beetle would be kind of great. Shit beetle would be kind of great. I feel like maybe the word dung probably was like a bad word, but once you attached it to an animal, it kind of raised the class of dung. So the dung breaks. The hair starts to float away again, and an ant grabs it. A leafcutter ant grabs it. The ant goes up the tree, which I'm fairly certain it wouldn't do after it got its thing, but whatever. Goes up a maybe tree. Maybe the nest is in the tree. It might be, but I think leafcutter ants live underground and feed fungus the leaves. This is this. Is, That's true. All of these ants who have their leaves are walking towards are walking the tree, toward the tree, which, which does not make sense. Me. Yeah. All right. Uh, but I see may, what you but mean. maybe I mean sometimes ants get lost. Maybe their path was like down or the tree. And may, the tree maybe and they all show what they have to Rafiki first, and maybe then go they, back down. Great. Rafiki <laughs> sees it, takes it. And recognizes it as Simba's hair, which is insane Same. because that could just be a lion. I I will say though in, that's his job is to be crazy. Uh, okay, but and mystical. In the original, he like he like grabs it and makes it into like a poultice and smells it, which was something I kind of bought more. 
But I was, I just remember being so worried. Like, he's going to smell this poop and know it's Simba, even though it's mostly giraffe dung by now. A giraffe ate Simba. No! (laughs) (laughs) I, I, what I thought was going to happen was that he was going to pick up the leaf, like the hair, and look at it and go, huh. And then throw it away, <laughs> and it was gonna float onto Simba's face magically. That'd be great. And then he would be like, "Simba is alive." But no, it's fine. I, I think it's it's as fucking bonkers as it is that he would just look at this clump of matted hair and it's go, just "Simba also, is alive." It's fine. I wasn't bored, but it was such a long. It scene. was so. It was like a good five minutes. Yeah, that was. It's probably the you're longest. Taken on a journey. <laughs> it means that we have to. Three times in this movie, we have to travel from Pride Rock all the way to the kind of hidden valley ranch where Pumbaa and Timon live. Yep. And I don't know, but in my mind, it's kind of tiring to have to make the journey from there across the desert into the plains. Right. And then do plains into the desert to the valley and then back again. Because we do have to do that three times mm-hmm. because of that. And it's weird to think that, that that's exhausting, like mentally. Did you, did you get you, you got tired watching the hair across the desert? Yeah, because okay. well, and 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 it and, and it was like it was it was definitely like a kind of like because because in my mind I was like fuck, and then after this we have to go all the way back across <laughs> because because for a moment I forgot that in a movie you could just cut to a place, right. which they do do as soon as Rafiki's like Simba is alive, they just hard cut to Simba. Right. But for a moment I thought now we have to watch somebody else. Go from go, here. Go back. But we don't. But, but, for, I, but I really thought we were going to have to. Yeah. Uh, so that's... Do you, do you have any notes about Rafiki? I fucking... They did this on purpose. I, I, for, for, a real, for a good 50 minutes of the movie, I thought, man, does Rafiki just not have his stick in this movie? Oh. Uh, and then he pulls it out like fucking Luke Skywalker. Yeah, fucking Just, hello, was... old... I Legit, I knew that they were doing it to get this reaction out of me, but I fucking I wanted to cheer. I was like, no, "Yes, I was, my I was boy!" Angry. I was like, "It's a fucking medicine man stick. Why didn't he have it in the first scene?" Well, because he wasn't. Because you know why? Because he wasn't beating the shit out of he, hyenas. He, he exclusively uses it to beat the shit. That's out his hyena beating he stick. Even, he doesn't right. He doesn't use it as he did in the original. As a staff. As a staff. He uses it as a club. As a, a weapon. Long club. And you which, know, I don't know if you all know anything about physics. A long club is worse no but straight up though every time he hit those hyenas i was like the hyena's dead is dead the hyena's fucking dead because here's the thing about baboons or he's a what is it again a he's ma, not a baboon but it's we, a ma, yeah it's a um, i'm sorry no it's fine um, i know it starts with an m he's a mandrill a mandarin thank you mandrill. i think i think the man who a mandrill yeah. not a mandarin that's a dialect of chinese <laughs> that, was a, that was a bad guy in Iron Man 3. Uh, let's not talk about that fucking oh, racist fucking thing. Um, well, I, hey, okay. the guy who voices Raviki, I just looked at it, the actor, is John Connie, who is in fact the dad from Black Panther. Uh, so it is okay. the same guy. All right, All cool. Right. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, by the way, I think pretty much every casting decision in this movie was pretty fucking dope. I'm going to come I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come at you with one I didn't like, but I'd be surprised if you didn't like it. Uh, if we're done with Rafiki, I think else? I think we're good. I want to really talk about that stick though, and now we're good. Okay, let's talk about the hyenas. That was Key and Peel, right? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was Key, but it was Eric Andre because okay. Peel doesn't act anymore. He's a director he, now. He, he he directs horror movies. Really good ones. 
and horror and horror TV shows that are also very good. He has, just, has that started? So Twilight Zone just did start, but he okay. he's also doing this YouTube thing called Weird City that I watched an episode of, and it's not horror, but it is like surreal comedy. Here was my issue. Do you know that they wanted to get Cheech and Chong for the original? Yes. Okay, but they didn't. They only got Cheech. Cheech, pretty sure. <laughs> let's 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 not and say we did. Yes. Um, which meant that in the original Lion King, it didn't just feel like Cheech and Chong. Chong. It didn't feel like a bit from a, a contemporary bit pulled into a movie. I felt like the these two, which apparently were not key and peel. Wait, what one? Well, it was key. It was key, right? But it not wasn't. Peel. It wasn't key and peel as a group. I felt like I felt like I was watching a key and peel sketch. Well, Eric Andre, I don't know if you've ever seen anything he does, is in that vein of comedy. Yeah. Um, he prefers doing the more kind of out there shit. He mm-hmm. has the Eric Andre show, which I haven't seen, but I've seen clips of and is crazy. Do you um, know what? I think I've also seen, if I, if he's the guy I'm thinking of, I, I knew some people who were like, huge hair, right? Who were like super into him. Um, I'm not, but I get the appeal. I, I was definitely. He's got like huh. a pseudo late night show, but, right? Yes. That's what That's, that's that Eric Andre show, yeah. Okay. No, I get what you One, mean though. We didn't get, we didn't get Ed. Which with the kind of crazy laughing, yeah. <laughs> which which was always such a great hyena to me, and I know they made them out of necessity because they couldn't get, get the, the other Cheech and Chong. Which but was... hyenas, hyenas calling each other. Ed is a very off-putting sound. Ed was voiced by Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings yes, it's a it's a very off-putting sound that I like that they had. They they still have it in the movie, but it's. It's, it's subdued. It's like background. It's, it's subdued and it's... Yeah, where, where they're like growls or something. And I like that that like a, there was just a character who just made that sound. What'd you think of Shenzi? So the whole point of this, it, I know, is that they were they were basically kind of like taking... Because in, in the original movie, the hyenas are comedic. Even uh, yeah. the... Who, who that, was that again? That was in the original. It was... Um, my brain is saying Queen Latifah, but it's not Queen Latifah. It's the, <laughs> it's the other. It's, I knew you were going to say it's the other one. <laughs> That's super mean. Yeah. Um, oh my god, I can't remember anyone's it's name. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Thank you, Whoopi Goldberg. And so, so that still it was still kind of a comedian. But Whoopi Goldberg has this ability in the original to go from being funny to being She's, menacing. She, yeah, Shensi is pretty menacing in, in this. Original. In this. She, in, in she's she's only she's all serious yeah and no play also kind of more hyenas in this movie because in the last movie the hyenas only show up to do the nazi march and be prepared but in this one they're just all there all the time <laughs> i literally never put together that's like the same march oh i thought we talked about it we might have it's kind of i guess it's kind of hard to not see much when you're an animal but yeah they do the yeah they, they, they do the arm thing but they do it with like two right it doesn't matter yeah even though they have four fucking i know whatever whatever i get why the, the, this movie is definitely kind of playing the hyenas less as scavengers and more as an opposing faction right like another kingdom yeah but i didn't like i didn't like how shenzi okay well i'm gonna talk about stuff i didn't like about shenzi i I understood that she was the leader, mm-hmm. right? Because they needed a leader because now they were going to meet Scar for the first time, time instead of them always being subservient to him. But then, then there was a subplot where like Nala is afraid of Shenzi because Shenzi almost killed her as a kid. Mm-hmm. Then Shenzi lives to the end of the movie. Yeah, that's crazy. But Scar doesn't. And no. even Scar isn't going to eat a kid. Shenzi was going to eat a kid. Eat a child, straight up. Gobble it up. Like yesterday's seconds. 
didn't even want to kill a kid unless somebody else did it D- for Yeah, him. well, I mean, Scar's the kind of person who, you know, gives other people guns to shoot people with. He doesn't get his own hands, but his it, own paws it dirty. it occurred to me while I was watching the bit where Mufasa died that Scar's a lonely Simba. He could kill him, but he doesn't. And whether that's whether that's because he's, like, cowardly or because it's just I, not in his nature. I, I don't think it's that he's cowardly, but I will say that, like, there's... He had no resentment towards Simba. All of his it, resentment yeah, was aimed just, at his father. It just doesn't seem like Scar is as bad a person as Shenzi is. No, he's just kind of an incel. And then Shenzi gets to live to the end. Which Scar's just sucks. a nice guy. <laughs> he's just a nice guy. Uh, and while we're talking about the hyenas uh, and we're mentioning Scar, there so, was there was one bit that I really hated. It made me angry. Was to it watch the it. spoken word poetry? Yes. Be prepared. Be prepared is my favorite song from the original. No, I agree. It's well, it's not my favorite song, but it is a it, it it is it's a banger. It is fucking villains wish they could have a song this evil, mm-hmm. right? Like it it really does. But and he 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 shout sings it, which is the worst thing in movies when they get somebody who can't really sing, so they just sing loud. Well, it worked for King Louis. It did, but, but that's because King Louis was a different character. But that's because King Louis. Uh, and that's but that's because Christopher Walken is just kind of naturally fucking intimidating <laughs> because he's a terrifying person. I'm sure he's nice in real life, but I feel like if I ever met him in a dark alley, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to die tonight because he's just he's terrifying. But Chiwetel Ejiofor, who plays Scar in this movie, mm-hmm. I think does a great job with his portrayal of the character, except for that except part. Except for that part. Because he just... it's he, One of the great things about Jeremy Irons in the original is Jeremy Irons doesn't act small. Jeremy Irons acts big all the time. Mm-hmm. I think if he stops acting big, he's physically will die. His heart will stop. Yep. I think the most Powers. subtle Jeremy Irons has ever been was as Alfred in Batman v Superman because he spends most of that movie just being a witty butler and wearing like sexy mechanics suits for some reason, <laughs> just covered in oil. Like weird. It's, it's, he's a weird Alfred man, um... but. Yeah, but this spoken word be prepared song, which, like, I can't even imagine... I will say it adds to his piece of shitness, because, like, are you fucking doing spoken word poetry as you're rallying? But it's bad. But it's, it's not good. It's bad. It's also very short, and, like, you don't get... It's, it is, You like, don't really get the hyenas part in it. They start whisper except singing. They say, be prepared. They start whisper singing, like, a, a... And he keeps saying, be prepared over and over again, instead of the next line of the song I, and it made me furious just do the next line of the song no i agree though it is bad Ugh. it's and it's definitely it's definitely like i've seen chiwetel ejiofor in a lot of movies he's a fantastic actor but he's a subtle actor through and through he's really good at doing the mm. little moments and this is a moment where he's supposed to kind of stand up and really take charge of the situation and be not a leader but ra- a rally these people right. and even in doctor strange where he plays the good guy turned bad guy. He's kind of the twist bad guy at the end of the movie. Okay. That's Chiwetel Ejiofor. Okay. Even that moment is a subtle moment. So they're, they, they kind of just should have rewrote this scene and they shouldn't have used Be Prepared. I would rather not have Be Prepared than have this have shitty version. version. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I th- it's the only time in the movie where they did it and it was so much not good than the original. Because I was irritated at the intro because it's shot for shot. So why do it at all? Yeah, that... That really irks me. But, but they just changed this and it made it. This, but they just didn't it do it. Worse. They yeah. just didn't. It was very flaccid. We're kind of talking about Scar. Yeah, let's talk about Scar. We want to talk about Chiwet- Scar. Let's talk about Chiwetel Ejiofor. A name that I learned how to say recently, so I'm going to say it a lot. 
you keep saying it. I'm going to call him Scar. Um, <laughs> Scar. Let's talk about we, Scar. One of the main things that we learn about him is that his Scar is from fighting Mufasa. Which is challenging great. Challenging him to be king. Well, and he's not just that one Scar. He's covered in Scars. Yeah. So you, you can tell he got really fucked up. But Mufasa had, uh, cares for him enough to let him live at Pride Rock. He even says to... Um, Zazu, thank you. I was gonna say, and I was gonna say John Oliver. <laughs> um, he says to Zazu, like, as long as I'm king, he will. I'll be allowed to live here safely. Right. Like he, it's his brother. You know, you, it's you his family. It doesn't matter how shitty your family is, man. But the, his design in this movie, he's like emaciated. Like you can see his ribs. He's got like a. Yeah, he must be eating leftovers. Yeah, he 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 must be eating after everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, his mane isn't very strong. Dude, his mane is fucking... <laughs> oh, sorry. I just showed Andy this Onion article about John Oliver being annoyed after discovering he's the only non-CGI character in the Lion King remake. I would, I would watch that for days. Very good. Just instead of having Zazu flying around, it's just John Oliver flapping his arms. <laughs> Um, you were talking oh, fuck, that about thing. how emaciated Scar looks. He looks he looks like shit, man. He yeah. looks like shit. The original Scar looks emaciated. Well, the original no, the original the, the original Scar looks sharp. He looks jagged. He does. He looks thin, but he doesn't look like he hasn't eaten for five days. He just looks like he's wiry. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, like you don't look at you don't look at a basketball player and go that guy hasn't eaten for five days. You go you look at a basketball player and you go that guy's fucking skinny. Yeah, and t- and very and impossibly tall, but that's not what and I'm. So tall. He's so impossibly so tall. tall. Scar is so big in this movie. Scar. He's like thirty feet, feet tall. Okay, well, can't make the same joke, but you make it bigger. <laughs> bigger is always better, right? Uh, but no, he looks. And when I say he looks like shit, I don't mean he looks bad. I just mean he looks terrible. Yeah, that, this guy I don't look, mean he looks bad. He looks terrible. <laughs> like he looks like he hasn't gotten a good night's sleep in years. He probably he, hasn't. He, he looks sick. And his scar is so mangy and like knotted and gross. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, the way he looks lions work. Yeah. They groom each other. Yeah, so no one's probably grooming Probably nobody's this guy. grooming no. scar. So he looks like he looks like he walked out of Mowgli. That's I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say that in Mowgli all the freaking animals were battle damaged, and this is the only time I've seen it done well. Yeah, where he he I will say I would have liked it if he looked a bit like I, when I, as soon as I said he looks like he walked out of Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. If he looked a little more wet, I think it would have added to his <laughs> grossness. Because every animal in that movie's fucking moist. Because there's a point later in the movie where he gets a little wet. My favorite part of our last podcast, which is not released quite yet, is there's a moment when you first talk about that. And you're like, yeah, what? They're wet. And you say wet like with the hardest T like four times in a row. <laughs> It's just so. It I I didn't understand it it because it wasn't like waterway. It wasn't like they just got out of the pool, you know, like all sexy. Like they they're covered like in fucking mucus. Yeah. Like they it's gross. And I think Scar could Scar could have benefited from a little more mucusiness, but he does get that later when he's eating the antelope, and his mouth is covered in blood. And you're like, this is nasty, man. Let us unless you have another thing on Scar. I want to pivot from Scar to Sarabi. In a bit, I think I do want to talk a bit more about Scar's kind of reasoning because in the last movie, Scar feels like he hasn't had a chance to prove himself in the in the original right. because he because it, in the original it's kind of framed like he's the younger brother, and, and Mu- so he just 
he by ne- definition he's second in line second in line sure but in but and in this movie he straight up challenged his brother and yeah. lost and so he knows he's unworthy physically and so he knows he needs to break the rules to get what he wants and yeah. it does it is a difference because it means that he it, it makes him more cowardly in a way yeah. less capable of standing his ground or fighting fair but the thing is my issue with scar has always been he is smarter than mufasa yes well, otherwise or, he or, thinks or he he's is. more cunning than mufasa. yes cunning is a better word I think. otherwise he wouldn't have been able to kill him he wouldn't have been able to set it up like if mufasa had as much of a political mind as scar he wouldn't let his son wander off with him he wouldn't let him live in the backyard kind of like how in the lion king 2 simba doesn't trust kobu enough to leave kiara with him alone right because he's politically minded he knows there's something else going on right and also yeah he had to learn that the hard way yeah from so when he becomes king he runs the entire country into the ground the entire kingdom into the ground if he didn't do that there would be no reason for simba ever to come back there would be no arc for him and here's what i will say is that in the original when scar takes over it's almost like divine intervention that everything bad that could go wrong does go wrong for him i don't think that's true entire i think i think the implication is that he's overhunting the herds because they call the the hyenas poachers mm-hmm. i think also the implication was they were never hunting themselves that he was making the lionesses do it but in this, in this, the hyenas are overhunting. Are overhunting, and at one point, Zazu, and we also do see it explicit. Yeah, we do see it, and and there's a point there. At one point, Zazu straight up mentions the fact that they are chasing the last of the herds out of yes. out of the Pride Lands. So, so it's not even that they're overhunting; it's that they're overhunting to such an extent that like they're chasing away prey animal or the the grazing animals, mm. which makes the deterioration of the wildlife make more sense because if there's no one to graze grass overgrows it sucks up the water sucks up the water and dries out and 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 so it's one of those things where you see the it can even destroy riverbeds yeah i watched a very interesting yeah uh uh, documentary about that yeah it's it's the it you see the implications of of it a little more clearly which i i think i think movies need to say out loud and not just leave it to implication and yeah and one of the things that they need to say out loud is this is is that they're not just over hunting there's nothing left because it's all they're not that, that what hasn't been hunted is gone and that's a that's a strength of a remake being a remake and getting to look back yeah and improving upon the finished product was already there yeah um the movie doesn't get to do that a lot though because lion king is pretty much fucking I'm, solid i want to talk about something i think that they did wrong because I want to talk the, that about... That the new movie did wrong. The new movie did wrong. Mm. I want to talk about Sarabi. Sarabi. Sarabi is pretty much not a character. It is frustrating and how is, little screen time Sarabi gets in this movie. Point. My issue with Sarabi was always that she didn't get quite enough screen time. But when we saw her, she was always very interesting when she was on screen. She was very present. She's very strong. In this version, she is too hesitant to overthrow Scar. Without giving like a great reason why they shouldn't. Well, so if her reasoning was he has a lot of hyenas and a lot of us will die fighting them, then I could understand where she was coming from. But her reasoning was he's the king and we need to follow him. This is this is one of the instances where I think 
things were understated because I, I could see where they were going with her character and w- because it ties into kind of Mufasa's reasoning for not running Scar away, which right. is I've proven my strength. I've proven that I have the right to be king. So I don't have to fear him. Right. Because he did the idea of his own brother betraying him in that way never crossed his mind because yeah. they're brothers who would do that brothers. to their own brother. And so I think there's a there's kind of a an, an implied he's he has the right to be king and there's no one else who has that right here right there's no one of lineage and i think what the movie should have done is it should have shown us a bit more of her grief of her realize of her of her having to come to terms with the fact that a that her not only is her husband is dead but her son is dead too and that there is nothing else that they can do politically it's his birthright to assume the throne the main thing that we see from her is subservience that, but not well, no, total I was, subservience i was gonna say that scar wants to get with her oh scar she is she is he's, but he's a nice guy though i want to stress this she is not subservient she's not uh, when i say subservient i don't mean but she refuses to overthrow yeah she she she, she, she sort of refuses to to like revolutionize even though people would follow her if they yes scar we, says as much we see that scar He's a nice guy. He super wants to get with Sarabi, which is you know, that's some that's some deep Hamlet vibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They but really went all out I Hamlet also on this one. Didn't need it. Literally, I'm, I was all. okay with it. If that was an aspect, that would be fine. But it was like the, the main thing we see is Sarabi. Well, that's the which, the problem is, is that's all of Sarabi's character. Yeah. That's the problem is that it's is is that that's all we get. Yeah. It should have been more. I think the the scumminess of Scar does come out a bit when he's like. You turned me down for my cool brother. Yeah. Now he's dead. Why don't you get me? Why don't you get with me? It's like, dude, fuck off. Like her husband just died. You yeah, weirdo. That's, that's, Nasty there weirdo. There are a lot of complicated reasons why that won't happen. I also, but her. To be fair, her husband didn't just Nala's adults in that scene. Okay, yeah, but for lions, that's like what three years. I literally don't know. They catch. Be prepared. Which means they keep the line decades of denial. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I don't know, Andy. Yeah, but no, but seriously, but for, but even that, even so, like it's it's still like obviously she, her husband might be dead, but she's not moving on. This is one of the things where they could have gone either way. This way is fine, but if you're gonna make Sarabi a not such a non-character, they should have done the thing that the play does, which is have Scar hitting on Nala. God, that's so gross. Which is even great. grosser and would have been better in this case because love, Nala is more of a character. I love his song in that too. It's too bad. I, I would have I, I would have really liked this mu- this this movie to be more of a musical. Yeah. Be more based on the musical version. This movie's definitely less of a musical than the original. Yeah. There is one thing that Sarabi does do as Queen, and it is she receives the reports from Zazer. Zaz is played by John Oliver. John Oliver. And he's, this is kind of... The role he was born to play. I, I was very surprised. I like Ron Atkinson. I think he did a great Zaz. Ron Atkinson's fantastic. But he's... John Oliver... Rest in peace. I was gonna... I, he's fine. He's... I, he's perfectly alive. I don't know why I keep doing that. I don't know either. I just said Rowan you Atkinson really was... Kill off no, I just... Of actors, and what huh? it is is like, I said Rowan Atkinson was great. And I was like, he's not dead. What am I talking about? Uh... <laughs> John Oliver does maybe the best reimagining of of the character because he doesn't change very much of it, but he's a lot of fun. In the original, Zazu is 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 a prim and proper uh, secretary, right? And he still has he, he's there to he's that. there to do his job and nothing else. But John he's, Oliver, I'm sorry, he's not a secretary. He's the major domo. Whatever, <laughs> the secretary. I think the major domo is like a butler. That's even worse than a secretary. 
He oversees the entire household. From the secretary to the I just watched Clue. So, anyway. Oh, my God. Great. He gets to... But he does more than the household. He does all of the Pride Lands. That seems something like a... Whatever. (laughs) I like like how how psyched this version of Zazu is to deliver all those animal puns. Oh, he's great. He... Well, he... So, this Zazu is a little... Because it's John Oliver, John Oliver is very much doing his character from The Daily Show in this a little bit. Which is, like, eager to do his job, but a little airheaded. Yeah. Um... Like, kind of goes on a bit and doesn't stop to look around to see if anyone's paying attention uh-huh. to what he's doing. Um, which I, is good. And there's... I, I really liked... I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Yes. Which featured Zazu, like, losing the kids. Yes. Like, the whole thing was that they were... I always knew that most they were going to lose Zazu. But yeah. in the... Original. In the original anime version, it was because they sat a rhino on him. It, the, yeah, in which you can't... I knew as soon as I Just Can't Wait to Be King, I was like, okay... Right off the bat, they can't do the fucking crazy musical number. But in this, but in this version, it was there was just so much chaos that they caused that he lost them, and he was like screaming, like Mufasa's gonna have my feathers. Where are you? <laughs> there, there's a, a good amount of that song where he's yelling out like Simba, I can't see you. You need to be in my sight yes. at all times. It like, sounded very much like, and he's so panicky. Like, it sounded very much like a parent who lost a kid at Target. Who, who lost a kid at Target? Yes, it's good, and he he's got a lot of good lines in this movie. This is the only. I think in the original this never happens, but he also gets introduced to Timon and Pumbaa, and they actually get to talk to each other, which they don't get to do in the original. No, there's some implied stuff because Timon, they, he does meet them in the in the bone cage, and then they fight hyenas together in the original. But they don't talk to each other. I assume that they talk to each other after that. Like, hi, like they just sit down and have a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been taking care of Simba. <laughs> Well, that explains everything. We've done Timon and Pumbaa. We've done Zazu. Uh, We can talk about Nala. Yeah, let's let's hit Nala. Um, Beyonce Knowles. I actually don't have a lot for her. She's basically the same. She's basically the same with the added coolness of knowing that that's Beyonce. You're like, ah, it's Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the thing about Nala that got me, because for most of the movie, she's a kid, and then she comes back as an adult. Right. But but it, it didn't hit me like that's Beyonce until she starts singing... Can you feel the love tonight? I was like, that's fucking Beyonce, dude. We do see Nala make the decision to run away. Yes, which, which is good. Which is good. It That also features... It's a thing that one, I talked that about. It's really... one of my favorite Zazu moments where it, it's like, he's got to distract Scar. Right? Oh, I loved that. Yeah. Oh, but Scar wants to kill Zazu. That's like an aspect I of do love. Movie. I do love that Scar really wants to get rid of this fucking bird. Am I allowed to cuss in this house? No, you can't fucking cuss in this house. <laughs> I, I just, I realized I've been cussing a lot. No, I really do like the 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 added subplot of Scar really wanting to eat this bird. He really wants to eat Zazu. I think because in this version, he talks to Mufasa about like having known him as a child. And looking at that, I was like, he can't be older than Mufasa. Earth, no, yeah, Earth he can. Earth's is, a long time. Maybe he, maybe he is. But the point is, they're like friends. So he wants to kill Zazu. Because he's definitely still loyal to Mufasa. Oh yeah, easily. The one issue I had with the scene Can't Feel Love Tonight is it never had this, the part where Simba pinned Nala. Oh, and you have that real sexy eyes moment? Not, what you wanted to not lo- even the sexy eyes moment. Cause I feel like I you really been, wanted the sexy eyes moment. It would have been really unpleasant for me to see that in an actual lion or something that looked a lot <laughs> yeah. like an actual lion. <laughs> You can't um, you can't be physically attracted to a real life lion that has to be a cartoon. 
Did I ever show you that clip from The Good Place? <laughs> no. No. She's so smart, like Nala from The Lion King. And so sexy. Like, like Nala, Nala from, from The, the Lion, Lion King. King. <laughs> uh, um, but it didn't have the scene where he pinned her, and I felt like... I just felt like, from a storytelling perspective, from a visual storytelling perspective, mm-hmm. that's like... The man showing dominance over woman. No, it's like the best moment in their relationship, <laughs> where it's like, well... It's kind of like she's allowing him some aspect of, of dominance. Like, we're not just kids playing anymore. Mm-hmm. I give is, you this consent. This is a relationship, you know? Um, but there isn't that. No, but you just... Which is, which is fine. fine. I, you don't need the exact same shorthand. It's not the exact same movie. It's, and, and also, like, again, it's... Because we're dealing with, quote-unquote, real-life lions, we have to kind of stick to... What physically can happen? What physically two can lines? happen to two lines? Like the her pinning him in the old movie was very much like like her suplexing him yes. and standing on top of him. They would like flip downhill. And in this, it's it. She literally like almost judo pins him and yeah. puts her paw on his face. Like bitch, I got you. And so when she does, and they had to do this in a way that was obvious. So that when she does it again, Simba can say, "Oh my God, this is Nala," because right. this is the way she pins him. Yeah. So, again, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't see a way for him to get on top of her in that way. So we have to stick with shorthand. These it's cats gon' fuck. It's also not the same. There's not the same Gestures. level of romance if you're, like, putting somebody in a headlock. Yeah. Kiss well, them on the cheek. I don't want to... I've seen the new Sherlock Holmes. There could be. They're at, but they, not in this case. Not in this case. If a lion... I don't know. There's just no way of doing it that doesn't seem like just, is he going to eat Nala? <laughs> Literally just bite into her neck and kill her? So you gotta, I think what they do is is very subtle. It's very just like them mm. rubbing on each other and rubbing noses. And right, anyone, who's, anyone who's ever owned two pets knows that they gonna fuck. Andy, have you ever owned two pets? That were the same species. And it's male just and you're like and male and female. The, the way it made that sound was that I, those two pets are gonna fuck. And every animal I've ever had has been spayed or neutered because I'm a responsible pet owner. Oh, uh, we owned horses, and even when a uh, gelding is like spayed and neutered and no longer has the ability to, they still want. They still go at they it. Still go at it. Interesting. Do we want to do similar to more on Nala? Um, again, I just really want to preface that when when Nala starts singing, it's very clearly Beyonce, <laughs> and it's very jarring um, because I love Donald Glover. I think he's an amazing singer, but it's one of those things where you just you're outclassed, man. Like you're I you're think... operating like here, and Beyonce operates like up here in her range, I literally in terms good, of range good job too. Doing doing hand signals on an audio podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed donald glover as simba i did wish that he had a song he yeah does, he, he doesn't get his Kuna own Matata, he gets i just can't wait to be king but that's a duet in this version with nala and i just, and can't, Zazu's is, I just can't wait to be king him no it's it's a different actor yeah because right. it's young simba yeah donald glover kind of needed his own thing in this and yeah. he never gets it and i don't I know sort of where that like would go as i watched it he was psyched to be in this movie oh he sounds is, excited which, to be he which is great it's his like, performance is awesome watching simba i'm like this guy likes being simba he's very clearly putting a lot to this performance and as somebody who's seen donald glover in a lot of things he hasn't played a character in this kind of in this emotional range since community where he's allowing himself to be at that energy level because he's played recently he plays a character in atlanta who's right. kind of subdued he played and he's played um 
Land of Calrissian, who has to be kind of laid back and cool. Still haven't seen him, I haven't either, but I've seen the trailers. Um, and you know, he's he's there, you know, doing his swagger, doing his doing his best Billy D. Williams impression. I feel like he really likes being Simba. No, you know, yeah. I, I feel like I he's, fucking... he's playing Simba with with everything he can. And I do wish he had a song. Like I said, I, I wish that. Uh, well, I wish the movie was more musical. Yeah, kind of backseat directing here. What? Where would that go? Like, what would you do? Because I don't think, even in the play musical, he ever gets a song that is his. Other than there's a song that he sings to the sky. Yes, um, but that's about his dead dad. About his dead dad. But even that, that has his dad, right? Mm. Like it's there's it is still no, and it's a re- and it's a reprise. No, 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 not that song. No, the one you're thinking of is, I believe, he lives in you. He lives in you. But the one I'm thinking of is not Shadowland. Which is a song I wouldn't have hated if Nala got. It's Endless Night? I don't remember this song. Yeah, it's a song that he sings about the fact that his father's not around. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I could see them fitting in the movie. I also... There is a song that they added to the movie, though. It's the overture from when they're going from the valley back to Pride Rock. I hate it. It, I'll tell you exactly why I hate it. It's not that the song itself is bad. It's a fine song. The song is fine. But there are two reasons I hate it. One, the music that was played in the original when he's running back is great. Yes. And I would have liked them for I would like for them to reuse that. Or if they made a song, add that in. Like in um, Beauty and the Beast, how the new song starts with like the music we all know from Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Because like do 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 do. And then he starts singing. If they could have worked the original music in, I wouldn't have anyone. Yeah. Here's the other reason, though. Fucking song talks about fate, and there's like three times when they talk when when they talk about how it's Simba's destiny. Oh, so you wanted them to use destiny? To inherit... No, yeah, I wanted them the word to also not use the word destiny. I hate that word. It's the worst because that makes it seem like just because he was born, he needs to inherit the throne when he should inherit the throne because his uncle is bad at it. And he I, might be good at it. I, I have a real issue with destiny in films. And prophecy and stuff. Yeah. It can be done well. Mm-hmm. It's but hard. It usually it's always hard. Isn't. I will say that I think that song is fine. I think it's a really good performance. Well, the reason I didn't like it is because it's not a song that pertains to any one character. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's a weird song to be in the movie because, because every other song in that movie is sung by a character. Well, except it, for Circle of Life. You just make a sun a sun setting motion. And it was rising. And it's rising. Fuck. It's the sun setting over Mufasa's kingdom. Um oh. I no, but I get I, I get it. And but the the reason I didn't like it is is not because because yeah, they could have used the original. But again, it's cause if you're gonna have a movie that is a musical, the song doesn't just have to pertain to the events of the story. It has to work with the themes. Yeah. And I feel like the theme of this song isn't kind of hard and fast the theme of the movie which the theme of the movie is isn't destiny or fate it's right. it's kind of the circle of life right this uh, this idea that you have to kind of participate in the world you live in yes and in fact that's hammered home i think a little bit ham-handed but timon and pumbaa and simba are talking about the circle of life and they say no it's more of a line because if it was a circle it'd actually be really terrible for us to just be living for ourselves yeah yeah, but but and also it kind of a little ham-handed earlier because Mufasa has some extra lines in this movie, mm-hmm. where where he talks about like you know, the antelope eating the grass and all that stuff, and he says something along the lines of like how a good leader doesn't 
doesn't look for what he can take he looks for what he can give because again it's not about it's not about taking it's about participation yes is that is that we all we reap what we sow we have to participate Mm -hmm. in the circle of life and the reason scar is evil is because he doesn't participate he just takes 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 what he believes is his and so this song kind of doesn't and it also doesn't fit tonally like it doesn't match the same beat or tones of any of the other songs which are deeply rooted in kind of in kind of this music culture uh i don't i I wouldn't know where to pinpoint it but it is no we've talked about it's it's a very pop song yes it's a pop song in a movie where the music isn't really that poppy and it's like why not have it match the tones of the other songs yeah but also why not have it be a song about the character yeah. Because this is a, this is a moment where you can have, like, I what I would put here is a reprise of of um, of, of uh, can you feel the love tonight? Because because he passes Nala and, and they, they're like running together and yeah and and which makes sense if you think about it because actually how did that happen in the original movie where he gets there first mm, and then she shows up? I don't remember. Oh no, like, he leaves because she's still there. She's still there because yes. Sorry. Yeah, because Timon and Pumbaa go get her. The monkey's his uncle? Yes. I really, I'm sad that that line wasn't in this movie. I like that Timon and Pumbaa are still comedic. Yes. Because that was a, that's been a big issue with the live action versions of the animated movies where they, they dial down comedy and they're like, actually, I feel like this is serious business now, but I think Timon and Pumbaa are still funny characters. I think Jungle Book does a good job of keeping Baloo lighthearted. Because it's just Bill Murray. It's lighthearted, but it's such a fucking dark movie. movie. No, for sure. That movie is definitely dark, but again, because it's just Bill because it's just Bill Murray. Murray, You're like you're it's like like there's a part in that movie where a bear fights a tiger. (laughs) And because it's just Bill Murray, you're like, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. There's nothing's gonna happen to him, he's Bill Murray. Yeah. Like the worst that could happen to him, he gets shot in the gut (laughs) by a teenager. (laughs) Kind of bust some ghosts later. Yeah, Um, man. He, does God. he come back in that Ghostbusters movie? I don't think so. Uh, I thought he did have a cameo in it, but I don't remember. He now. might. I haven't actually seen it. I no. remember wanting to see it, be, um, not because I was excited for it, but because everybody was being such assholes about it. Yeah, no, me too. I was like, I'll watch my, it out of spite then. My roommate, which saw is it? why I have to watch Little Mermaid now. Now I know, God. Although I did learn when Miranda is writing songs, he's he's for he's it, writing that's songs. Like re, that's. I don't know how I feel about it because. I fucking love Little Mermaid, and I think it's Howard Ashman's best work. And if it's not, I I trust Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's got good. I'm, I'm well, sh- he's he's a, he's still working with um with the original source material well, and with Howard and with Alan, Alan Menken. Menken. No, so like, who does Alan Menken ten, uh, does the nothing. Alan? Well, so Alan Menken, I think if I remember correctly, does the music, music and and, and Howard Ashman did the lyrics. Yes, that makes sense. So to have Lin-Manuel Miranda come in and do those do the lyrics makes sense because he's mm-hmm. a good lyricist. Hamilton. <laughs> he did Hamilton. Just in case you didn't know, God, that cat's movie though. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Are we? Uh, are we done? Do you have final thoughts? I I think it's fine. You know what? I, I the the only verdict I have on this movie is that it's fine. It's fine. Like I I know there's a lot of people angry about it. I think this movie is a better remake than Beauty and the Beast was because that movie has not grown fondly in my mind over time. Yeah, I like some of the stuff they did in Beauty and the Beast. Where Ever, like, Evermore where is like, I think a fantastic song sense. that they gave Beast. Here's the thing. Evermore is the only new song from one of these movies that I enjoyed. It's fucking great. It's a good because because it's a song that you get, that they give to Beast, the other main character in the movie. It's still insane to me that he doesn't <laughs> he have, have a name. name. <laughs> Maybe his name Excellent. is just Beast. Like he was just born. His dad was like, "I will call you Beast because that's what you're gonna be. You're gonna be a beast." 
420. Um, oh, wait. <laughs> just so you know why I said it. You're just saying 420. It's, it's on the. T- the time. It's, it's currently 420 it's, p.m. It's, it's 420 p.m. Um, I think it's fine, which is not good. But yeah, I, I think I, people. Are... I think it's. I, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll take a step further. I think it's good. I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's worth getting mad at. No. But I'm also not sure if it's worth buying a ticket for. No, no, definitely. Like, watch it on DVD. Yeah. And get, a, get the Blu-ray, watch it at 108060. Um, it's a beautiful movie. Here's the thing that I don't want to do. I don't want to shit on the work that was put on this movie. There was a lot of work put on this movie. A lot of animators did their fucking job in this movie, and it shows, and it's awesome. 3D animation has always been a different beast than 2D animation. and yeah. that, And especially when you're doing hyper-realistic 3D animation like these movies are. I don't want to shit on their work because it's beautiful and gorgeous and it's not 2D and that's fine. And I think people need to stop saying, well, do we really think this is better? And start saying what they really feel, which is Disney needs to go back and start making 2D animated movies again. It's, there's, and, a, there's an artistry in 2D animation. There's a, it's a medium. It's a different get, medium. But it'll never get to 3D animation because... Because it has to be more realistic. Because 3D animation is going to... Well, and so I'm going to disagree with that, but I will say it will never get to hyper-realistic 3D animation. Because there have been 3D animated movies that are able to push that medium really far. The Peanuts movie and Into the Spider-Verse are, my, I think, the two greatest examples of 2D animation or 3D animation being really pushed to the limits. You really... Into the Spider-Verse is very excellent, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so good you forget it's 3D because it's it, it pushes yeah, it. Yeah, it, it feels like it, what it looks a little bit like is you you saw the Paper Man. Yeah, which that is traditional 2D. No, it's 2D over 3D. But it's still traditional 2D. Okay. So what they did in Paper Man is um, kind of what they did in the older Disney movies. In the older Disney movies, they would get live actors to perform their roles, and then they would use that as a kind of a reference point. For the 2D animation. And so for Paper Man, what they did is they had a 3D animatic for the whole short that they were able to use to kind of get an idea as to what they wanted their shots to look like. And then they drew the 2D over that and pushed and pulled the kind of the skeletons where they needed to be in order to make it more fluid and more animated. Besides the idea that there's a fight about 2D and 3D animation that probably isn't worth having. It's not. People need to realize that they're different mediums. 2D animation, 3D animation, live action, they're different mediums. And you have to and they have to be played with differently. Neither of them are lesser than the other. I mean, I think 2D animation is the best, but that's because I fucking love 2D animation. Yeah, there's there's a lot of 2D animation that I think is is really gorgeous. The thing on top of that is there's more history with 2D animation. So there's more you can do with it. Not because it is more malleable, but because we've it's been around longer. tested it for so long. And the idea of putting it to the side so that you can work on this new thing that you haven't done for 100 years, like you have 2D animation, is weird. Whatever, go watch it if you want to watch The Lion King, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, it's I, definitely I liked a the... lot of the performances, is the thing. That's, oh, for sure. The for reason sure. I can't write it off. It's because the people acting in this movie it's are fucking the, acting. The people doing it are, are doing very well. And it's it's beautiful to look at, except for some. So yeah, there's some there's some uncanny stuff. valley stuff, but even that is not. It's not. It's definitely not as bad. If you're gonna go watch an an a CG a 3D hyper realistic animated cat movie that's coming out this year, <laughs> go watch this one because this one's pretty damn good compared to the other one coming out this year, which looks 
horrifying. It looks like a nightmare I definitely had as a child. Yeah. And again, I do want to stress, like, there's this kind of idea permeating the culture that if, because we keep supporting these 3D remakes, they're never going to go back to 2D. And I'm going to say this, and it's that if they were ever going to go back to 2D, they would have done it already. Yeah. Because before The Lion King and before The Jungle Book, they made Meet the Robinsons. They made fucking dinosaurs. They made like chicken little. Fucking chicken little. They made chicken little. And if chicken little wasn't enough for them to give up on 3D animation for fucking ever, God, this it the the Pandora's box has been opened. We're gonna keep making 3D movies and we're gonna keep making these hyper realistic feature films it's yeah. gonna but but i think what in it, it, it's not that one is pitted against the other it's that disney as a company do, doesn't see profitability in 2d animation anymore because the last time they did a 2d animation film which was winnie the pooh it performed well but i mean they kind of threw it out to they didn't rot. advertise it they, was did, on they didn't advertise it and they put it out the same day as harry potter and the deathly hallows part one or two i don't remember it doesn't matter Either one. They threw they threw it out to die because they didn't believe in it, and not believing in a beautiful me- in one beautiful medium isn't going to bring back another one. And I'm not saying that you know, like if you don't think this movie's good, that's fine, that's on you. Like if you think the original 2D animated one is better, I agree with you, it is. We're not going to bring back 2D animation by shitting on the amazing work these animators are doing, and I don't know how to bring it back, but I do think that kind of Disney needs to kind of remember that they invented it. Yeah, like they invented 2D animation. They should own it, and they should be proud of it, and they should definitely go back to it. Thank and you for listening to Direct to Video. We're really gonna end on that sad note. What they if we shed on cats a little back. bit more? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Direct to Video. VHS. <laughs> this is almost a DVD extras. This is basically a DVD extras. This is the. I'm gonna I'm gonna build this as a full one. Have, Fuck it. Have we talked about Have we talked about the Lion King as much or more than Beauty and the Beast? I want to say as much. But it we, could... We've done more episodes with The Lion King, but we do have like a four-hour episode. We talked a lot about that live-action Beauty and the Beast one because it was a lot. Right. That movie definitely did, I think, more to its source material to change it than this one did. But I will say that that's because the original Beauty and the Beast has a lot of problematic shit in it that they tried to get around and they didn't really fix, but they tried. <laughs> I want Chiwetel Ejiofor. Say his name. What? Say his name. Say whose name? Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor? Perfect, you did it. Okay. I want him to sing Be Prepared. Because I want I want to know what he would do with it. Because he didn't get to in this movie. Yeah. Like, even Christopher Walken, at the end of Jungle Book, gets to sing I Want to Be Like You. He does Actually sing job. it. You can find us and our opinions on the internet. You can find me on Twitter. You find... Theater Bats. And you can find my comic that I do at InspireTrueEvents.org. You can find me on Twitter at royalty underscore violence. Although I do and he not... kept trying to interrupt me, so now I'm going to interrupt him. So I don't get to, I don't use it as much. I should probably post, I, I don't, because most of my opinions are about things that are currently happening, I don't post them, but then I forget, and then I don't. I keep on having opinions on stuff like animation, and then not posting that, because I'm like, whatever, I'll talk about it with Andy. And then I think, you know, there are other people. I, I keep on like putting all my opinions in one place on the internet instead of multiple Spreading places. them out. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Yeah. My, uh, so I, my Twitter's a little bit dead right now. I think, I think both of us have realized that we should probably both post our opinions on the internet more. Exactly. Just like everyone else should. And you, know, you can find us doing that. I was thinking about Scooby-Doo and how it really, and how, uh, it really issues gender roles. I think the only the only opinion I have on Scooby Doo right now is that Scooby Doo and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are both in 
on the very short list of cartoons that keep coming back even though they kind of don't deserve to. Harsh. Because, 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 because. because. <laughs> I keep, I keep, I, you, mm. <laughs> I, know, I know you don't mean to, but I do have a stutter problem <laughs> that I try to work around a lot and I'm usually pretty good at. And I know you're not making fun of it. It's it's not on purpose. It's no, I know. It's a good song. twice in a row. And it's, and I had to keep going. it's a good song. Um, Ugh. What was I saying? I have no idea. Oh, right. Because it, because a show about fucking five kids and a talking dog solving mysteries and a show about four mutant ninja turtles. Four kids. Is there four kids? What did four I say? Four kids and a talking dog. Did I say three kids and a talking you dog? You said five kids and a talking dog. Who's this other kid? Is it Flim Flam? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Uh, it's a. Uh, it's Freddy's... Fred and Velma weren't even in that series. It's Fred... It's, it's because... It, no, it's... Uh, it's Freddy's uncle, Bobby Flay, <laughs> celebrity chef. No, it's John Cena. It's John Cena. <laughs> We're gonna make John Cena's an official Scooby Doo uh, Mystery Inc. member now. There's gonna be a animate a new animated feature film of that, and I want to talk to you about it because no one in the original cast is in it. Animated film of what? Scooby Doo. Nobody in the original cast is in it. No. Well, I mean, nobody in the current official Scooby Doo cast is voicing anybody in the new feature film. I think, except for. Except for Frank Walker being the voice of Scooby Doo, except not for Fred. No, and oh, this is weird. And I, I and I want to talk I'm to you not about sure it. I like it. I just watched a Scooby Doo movie recently. I which was like, which one? The Thirteenth Ghost. I haven't seen that one. Is uh, is that that it, was one of the older ones, isn't it? No, it's a continuation of the old series Scooby Doo and the Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, I remember that. Which show. was the end of Scrappy Doo. Yes. Who they didn't he, bring back for the movie because mm-hmm, he got well because he dies at the, he dies in the series cowards. finale. He does not. He sacrifices himself he to save them from a bomb. He does not. He disappears. There's forever. a moment. There's a moment where Scooby and Shaggy are walking up and they go, "Man, it was really great of Scrappy Dude to jump in front of that if bomb you for us." Make these jokes. That's <laughs> fine, but we should end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, a real big thanks to Lee Rosevere, who I kind of feel like I should apologize to. For never remembering Planet E off Trappist One. Thank you for never remembering Planet E off of his uh, album Trappist One. Yeah. Um, Based on the actual Planet E from this, this from space, space system Trappist One. From space. From space. He went there and he composed this song on its soil. Yeah. You can't prove it. He can't prove it. <laughs> uh, We're just saying we know your secrets, Lee Rosevere. <laughs> Person we've never met. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rate this terrible podcast Rate where it. we sort of threaten <laughs> people who put on put music on the internet for free. Yeah, um, give us five stars. Even if you don't like us, give us five stars and tell us that you don't like us. Yeah, and uh, email us about our incorrect opinions about 2D animation and alignment. Tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. I'm waiting for somebody to tell me I'm wrong. At mail at direct2.video. At mail at direct2.video or at mail to direct2.video. Or at mail at directing The thing is, you told the you, you didn't even get the joke right. I'm leaving it in. It's right there. It's staying. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix it in post. You won't. I specifically will not. Because I got mad that you were making that joke and then you didn't even do it. <laughs> uh, I'm the ghost of John Smith.
you're so gross. What? You just pulled that thing out of your eye, man. Well, it's my contacts. I can't not pull it out of my eye. It's being all weird. I'll wait. Now that the adults are gone, the kids can play. God damn it. Besides the IDF. Didn't even get to make a joke or anything. No, you didn't. You're so far away. Is this going to pick up? So. (laughs) Besides. There we go. Oh, I can see again. Excellent.